So we got past Thanksgiving, and now you're going to start taking your diet seriously. Well, okay. Now's as good a time as any to get serious on this. And I get it. Obviously, no one really wants to start a new diet program right before the holidays. But at the same time, we know that we want to lose weight. So it's a weird time. Thanksgiving's down, but Christmas is coming. What do we do? And I know the thinking. We just believe it'll be extremely difficult. But when you think of your diet in terms of weight management as opposed to weight loss, you'll realize that a holiday meal here or there does not really matter much. It's not permanent. It doesn't do permanent damage. Let's look at me as an example. On that Thursday Thanksgiving morning, I weighed in at 193.3 pounds. After a large Thanksgiving where I ate as much as I possibly could, I went up to 195.6 that following morning, which was the Friday. The Saturday, two days after Thanksgiving, I was down to 194.6, and on Sunday morning, I was down to 193.4 pounds. Between digestion and using the bathroom, not to be gross, that Thanksgiving weight was gone in five days, because at the time I'm recording this, Tuesday, I'm 193.1. Obviously, that's a couple ounces less than I was Thanksgiving morning. I did nothing extreme, didn't work out at all, but that is what weight management is. It's a deliberate process. Now, a lot of people have listened to the first episodes of the 97 Days to Lose Weight podcast, and we've gotten past Thanksgiving, and you're ready to commit, and you want to listen to this episode. Listen to it if you like, but listening to the first episode is a necessity. If you've listened to it already, and now you're ready to commit, listen to those first episodes again. You'll likely have a different take on them. One of the most important things those first episodes teach is the one thing you should do before you start any weight loss program, and that's learn how to weigh yourself correctly. That is, after you wake up, after you pee, and before you eat or drink anything. In another one of those early episodes, we discussed the one hormone that we must get a handle of in order to lose weight. That hormone is insulin. The following episodes explained how sugar impacts insulin, and then the episode after that discusses how carbohydrates regulate sugar, which then affects insulin. But I want you to notice that it's all related. So that brings us to this episode, and in this episode we're going to speak about a strategy that will have a large effect on how you will lose weight. And it's a massive item. Imagine if there was something you could do to just spark more weight loss each day. Well, there is, and you're going to have to listen to this episode to hear what it is. Yes, that is what you call a tease. Welcome back to 97 Days to Lose Weight. This is the podcast for people who need to lose weight but can't seem to actually lose any weight and don't know why. Our goal is to help you lose weight in a way consistent with evolution. There's no lose weight quick schemes, no special meals, no starvation, and no torturing yourself. We will lead you into better health. The side effect of better health is a loss of weight. We'll show you a sustainable lifestyle that you can use for the rest of your days and never look back. All right. Thanks for coming back to 97 Days to Lose Weight. Today, we're going to talk about an important tool that we can use to help spark drastic weight loss in your body. And honestly, I hate to use its industry name because people get all freaked out by its connotation. But I call it meal compression. 
So if you listen to the last episodes, you'll understand that after you eat anything, your body will respond by attempting to lower any blood sugars by introducing insulin to your bloodstream. You'll understand that the body cannot lose weight when there's too much insulin in the body because insulin tells the body to store glucose. The glucose that your body is storing ends up around your belly and any place where you have a lot of fat. So your strategy should be twofold to minimize the blood sugar in your blood, and to ensure insulin spikes as little as possible. Seems pretty easy. And there is actually one action that solves both parts of that strategy. It's to compress all the meals and all the food you eat into fewer hours per day. Although I refer to it as meal compression, the industry term for this is intermittent fasting. Now, which one sounds better to you, intermittent fasting or meal compression? That's exactly why I call it meal compression. Fasting makes it sound harsh. But how do you do it? You take into account your sleeping hours and wrap your eating into a certain period of the day. I tend to recommend people do a 8-16 compression, meaning of the 24 hours of the day, you don't eat for 16 hours straight, and you eat all your meals within 8 hours it's not as hard as it sounds. Remember, you're sleeping much of that time. It doesn't require strict minute-to-minute compliance, but the point is just this. Limit eating into as close to eight hours as possible. Here's what I do personally. I stop eating at 8 to 8.30 at night, every night. I don't do any snacks or midnight meals, nothing after that. That carries me over to the next day. I no longer eat breakfast, And I eat lunch between 11.30 and 12.30 each day. And then I eat my last meal by 8.30 again. The cycle goes on and on. 8.16. Here's how it helps you. Generally, it limits the raw amount of foods you eat throughout the day. This means you have fewer hours of digestion, which is easier on your body. And it generally means that there are less calories taken in because you have less time to eat. If you're eating at 6 o'clock in the morning and you eat all day, you eat snacks, you eat cakes, and then you have a midnight meal, you're eating all day. You're having multiple insulin spikes. That is not good for you because insulin, again, ensures you cannot lose weight. Now, what makes meal compression more effective is that we're combining it with the fact that we're eating less sugar, less sugary foods, and less carbohydrates. Your body will find it easier to resort to the fat and glucose that is already stored on your body and start using that for energy. Think about it this way. Why would your body start burning the fat that's already stored on your body if you're going to keep on eating excess foods that are then converted into more fat? Doesn't make sense, but that's the premise. Meal compression works and it's worth a try. As I've explained in other episodes, and I truly want you to understand, weight loss is not something that happens without intention. There are no magic pills, but it is a daily process. It takes consistency and understanding. Unfortunately, though, it's much easier to gain weight than it is to lose it. If you lose ounces each day, in a week, those ounces may add up to pounds. The more weeks and the more months you lose weight, that's just more pounds you've burned off. So an easy way to do all this is to drop breakfast. In our last episode, I made a comment of how breakfast was not necessary. 
and it's not. You can drop breakfast with zero detriment to your health. Breakfast is a luxury for modern humans. In evolution, humans didn't eat three meals a day. Most were lucky when they had one meal a day. In modern terms, we call that one meal a day OMAD. OMAD, O-M-A-D, one meal a day. And for many, this is one of their dietary goals. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not one of mine. I do lunch and dinner, all within eight hours, and that is as risky as I get. Have I done it before? Absolutely. But generally speaking, the times that I went OMAD, they weren't planned. I just got busy. But for some people, it comes naturally. They just don't eat breakfast, and they're fine. For others, it's a bit more challenging. If you're one of those people now who must have breakfast, and you want to try getting the benefits of meal compression, you can have your breakfast, have lunch, and don't have dinner if you want. That works for some people. Or you can simply start to shift your breakfast time later and later in the day. You can do this until you can simply wait until lunch. For most people, it takes about a week and your body gets used to it. But understand, it's a mental game. There's nothing physically forcing you to have breakfast right now. And the more days you compress your meals, the more you get used to it, the more you don't require breakfast. You'll begin to see the effects on your weight in days. You'll be taking in less calories, less sugar, less carbs, and you'll be having less insulin spikes. And if you don't believe me, try it for a week or two. In fact, I try to give episode experiments for you to try. And in this episode, that is your experiment. Go without breakfast as many days as possible. I believe that because you're measuring your weight and consuming less sugar and less carbs, you will see those ounces drop off quick. And that is a personal challenge to you, but with that experiment, this episode is over. Thank you for listening to another episode of 97 Days to Lose Weight. Remember to subscribe, give us a rating or review if you like what you're hearing, listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts at, and I will talk to you next week. Here's the requisite legal disclaimer. Treat me as a consultant who is providing advice to people who are going through their own personal weight management journeys. But recognize one thing, that I am not your personal doctor. I don't know your personal health status or have access to your medical history. So if there's anything I'm saying that concerns you, go see a doctor and make sure you don't have any conditions that are unique to yourself. I do not give medical advice. If you feel that something I propose is harmful, don't do it. If you feel that you do not want to try what I'm proposing, fine. There are no hard feelings, and I will not be offended. Everything I discuss is voluntary and is with the purpose of giving advice on weight loss. Everything I discuss, I personally do myself and have been doing for years. Nothing I propose is dangerous unto itself, but should merely be considered a change of diet and perhaps an alteration of your eating lifestyle. What I'm offering you are ideas, strategies, and experiments that I believe will help you understand your body better. I believe that when you understand your body, you will understand how to lose weight and live a healthier life. And if I'm right, you'll know in 97 days.